1: But I love Sports, about the fact that Tad sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I love about the fact that Tad's never been to Dragon Con and he's new to town is the fact that this conversation can open it up for everybody that has never been to Dragon Con or is new to town right. on what an important convention this yeah. is for the city. So sure. there
0: are no dumb questions. There are no I, I promise all you of dumb there are no dumb questions. Okay. And I will absolutely. answer all of them politely and <laughs> w- you, with sir.
1: hospitality
2: because <laughs> that's what Atlanta does yeah right
1: so Dan what is your official title with Dragon I'm the Con
2: media this year? relations director for Dragoncon
1: I mean I call you like the executive director you know
2: no actually the funny thing is I don't do anything there Grand I, <laughs> I I
1: the
2: only thing I do is reporter stuff but but what I I do besides that is represent the organization mm-hmm. in the city mm-hmm um, well,
1: I see you running around Dragon Con in your, in your jackets, you know, your, your dress jacket a lot. So you, you know, you do a little bit. While yeah, you're we're there. not recording yet, are we?
2: Because
1: <laughs> uh, I, I got
2: a really funny story about that. Okay. okay. So last year, I was running around in my suit and tie. I was touring around 40 new reporters who had never been to Dragon Con, showing them. And we got a call that your uh, TV affiliate, mm-hmm. WSB, was yeah. waiting for me in the Hyatt lobby. Uh huh. So we, we got the entire crowd together, moved through the, uh, my small crowd, moving through the big crowd. We walked in through and uh, I got up and I was so excited that my voice went like this and I'm really happy to be talking to you about Dragon Con today. And it, it looked beautiful in print in the AJC, but on on the air it was I was a munchkin. You sounded like you're you <laughs> yeah, like you in character. Jimmy. I was a munchkin. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I should have worn the costume. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So. so: Dragon Con 101 for Tad, um, and I'm not selecting I mean I'm not now. I'm, not, right, no. Yeah, no, I'm highlighting yeah, yeah. Absolutely, We're highlighting it for Tad because I always feel with our listeners, if you're, a, if you're an Uber geek like me, then you've been going to Dragon Con probably since the inception. So you know all about Dragon Con. But for a lot of our listeners, I think, who have families, I really love their uh, initiation into Dragon Con because I think for a long time they're intimidated because they're not geeks, but yet it's such a great environment for anybody who has kids.
2: Well, let let me just throw it out. Yes, Dragon Con is a great place to bring your kids. Uh, It's four days in Atlanta over the Labor Day weekend. We take up five hotels, bringing 75,000 people this year. But we also take a lot of floors in the America's Mart Mm -hmm. that we're filling up with more and more stuff. Uh, The thing that... You would say about DragonCon if you've never seen it before is that it's kind of a nerd festival. But in in a way, we're all nerds. We all see comic book movies. We all talk about TV shows. Uh, the Flash, Supergirl, very popular shows this year. We have folks from The Flash coming. Uh, people, oh my gosh, even even the sh- movie Ted and Ted Two that just came out. Mm-hmm uh feature Sam J. Jones, one of our guests, who was flash cordoned. You know, their memories, their childhood, mm-hmm. things we love, uh, the popularity of Atlanta's Adult Swim, and we have some guests from Adult Swim coming. Uh, it just shows that the culture is a little bit more nerdy than it used to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and the great thing about Dragon Con is you're going to find something you like. Uh, You know, there's a normal spiel I normally give about what it is, but it's a lot of people who love things getting together with other people who are not like them Mm -hmm. to talk about the things they love and the things they have in common.
1: Like, for instance, so I think what a lot of people don't realize is it is truly a convention. So there are meetings going on. There are panels going on. There's educational things going on. Like one of my former colleagues, Bob Carter, who was with 99X back in the 99X (laughs) days, is now uh, runs his own company, a voiceover talent for anime. And so he does a panel there where he teaches people who want to be voiceover artists on how to do that There are people who, if you're into costumes or you do any kind of, like, theatrical stuff You can learn about how to do sets, how to do costumes that you wear, how to do kind of ornamental stuff So to me, the the underlying part of Dragon Con that nobody knows about, besides the costumes and besides the parade Is actually the fact that there's really a lot of things you can learn about for your own personal life at the convention
2: Right. And it doesn't just uh, involve entertainment. Uh, we have a space track. We have a science track. Mm-hmm. We have a podcasting technology track. We have the Electronic Frontiers Foundation convention at DragonCon. Those are the folks who are the watchdogs for internet security and internet privacy and making sure the digital age doesn't come down on
1: people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So it's just, I. I I'm a fan. And Melissa,
0: you mentioned <laughs> the parade. Mm-hmm. So she was telling me that this is like it's a good thing that it's televised because it's absolute mayhem.
2: I don't like to call it mayhem. I call it excitement. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but this is the first year it will be televised, This right? is the first
2: year it will be televised. we will be on CW Atlanta at 10 a.m. live and also rebroadcast in the evening. Uh, but yes, uh, the the parade is very popular. It's not a long parade. It's about a mile long. And we have 3,200 folks in costumes, everything from Ghostbusters to superheroes to hobbits, monsters from Netherworld, and our friends over uh, at uh, Medieval Times bring their knights and horses down.
0: Mm-hmm. Very cool. You have like Spider Man is actually flying through the parade. I can picture it just being, you,
2: you know, that special effects, right, Tad?
1: <laughs> is it? I, no, <laughs>
2: yeah, no. But you will, you will see a lot of uh, Spider Men. You will see a lot of superheroes. And what's great about the parade is it's grouped according to. Here come the Star Trek people. Here come the Star Wars people. Here come the, uh, the various groups. Uh, and we actually end with the stormtroopers bringing up the rear. Nice.
1: So if somebody wanted to be a part of DragonCon and, like, ticket information, are they able to get a day pass? Or do they need the four-day pass? What's, what's all that?
2: That's a great question. Uh, www.dragoncon.org. Click on the link that says Join Me. Ah, uh, we don't sell tickets. We sell memberships. We're a membership organization. So we want you to be a part a member and you can be a one day member or a four day member. And if you come down on Saturday, you can be a Saturday Sunday, Monday member. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the prices memorized, but <laughs> those are available on the website.
1: Fantastic. And I will say that they offered a lifetime membership when they first, Started out in, I believe, the late 90s, or early 2000s, yeah. and I regret the fact that I did not oh, yeah. buy that You're lifetime not a membership. Lifer. And know. that
2: one, I, I think the membership is 2500 Yes, that, that is that but, is definitely worth it.
1: But for Melissa Carter, who goes every year, I mean, that yeah. usually yeah. <clears> yeah, I probably know, would have paid that have back already.
0: <laughs> you don't have a crystal ball, but there are plenty of people at Dragon Con. But they sell will. crystal they balls will. at Dragon Con.
1: I should have gotten it. I should have known. Wow.
2: You gave me a segue. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> uh, one of the things at Dragon Con is we do have a lot of shopping. We have 12, 13 football fields worth of shopping. So if you like to decorate, you like to wear cool clothes. You want to wear a costume, but you're not sure where to get one. We've got it taken care of in America's Mart building too.
1: You want to buy Melissa Carter a Christmas gift early? Then you exactly. can exactly. Oh. Where does
0: Jeremy Powell get his entire wardrobe? He's going to shop for the next 365 <laughs> days. That's right. Well, <laughs> Jeremy wears sorry. Jeremy wears a different T-shirt every single day. He's never worn the same one twice. Isn't that correct? That is correct. And they're mm-hmm. all like graph I mean, this guy.
1: Mostly Batman, I will say. <laughs> Mostly Batman. He does repeat the superhero, but if it's not Elvis or Batman, then we have some random. Maybe Doctor Who every now and again. I yeah. want to
0: see your, Claude. Do those T-shirts, are they hanging on hangers or are they folded up or... How are they displayed?
1: Uh, they're mostly in hangers, and then I have some in space bags that rotate in and out, and then I have some in, in some <laughs> drawers that I have to rotate in and out. Yeah, space
0: it's, bags. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, it's a big operation. <laughs> That's his, That was his nickname in college. <laughs> <laughs> Old space bags.
2: <laughs> well, at least uh, it is a Dragon Con now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, is Dan, Dan, is there anything we haven't covered uh, uh, well,
2: again, uh, the website www.dragoncon.org. But I want to throw this out. Uh, last week, we were celebrated by the city of Atlanta with a, with a proclamation. Uh, the mayor and some city council members got together and talked about the economic impact of DragonCon. Uh, roughly sixty seven million dollars of economic impact. Uh, each week, uh, each year, mm-hmm. uh, but also the fact that Dragon Con has become part of our cultural heritage here in Atlanta and uh, 30 years has been a long time mm-hmm. and we love the city. We couldn't do this anywhere else.
1: And another thing that Dragon Con, it, to me, uh, represents is this was a group of people who had a similar interest in comic books that started this. Hmm. And then 30 years later, just as you said, millions, of, tens of millions of dollars of impact on Atlanta. So it just, if you were into something, if there's something you're passionate about and you're a little self-conscious about it, just know that more than likely there's somebody else out there that feels the same way about whatever it is yes. as you do. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think Dragon Con is a you know symbol of that.
2: And you do not have to wear a costume to come to Dragon Con. I am not allowed to wear one, so I don't. Oh, you're not allowed. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've never I, dressed up for Dragon I am the grown-up at Dragon Con, is what I've been told. <laughs> that's what you're dressing up as. And that's why I'm, I'm really excited
0: to meet everybody from iZombie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I, oh, no, yes, iZombie's in town, too. Yes.
0: Yay. Very cool. <laughs> well, so uh, during this whole conversation, your voice has been a little high. Would you like us to slow it down so <laughs> that we can drop it a couple of octaves? We can do that.
2: <laughs> I, the God's honest truth is my my voice is always a little
1: hot. And all of a sudden, Luther Vandross is going to be in studio <laughs> yeah. <will> yeah.
0: We?
2: <laughs>
1: Well, no, thank uh, you very much. I, appreciate I, I, it. I, thank Dan you Dan Carroll from having... Gra- Dragon Con, uh, the grand poo Dragon Con, is yeah. as far as I'm concerned. We appreciate you being in here. Well,
2: you, you guys are media, so that makes sense. <laughs> Good thank luck you, this weekend. Thank you, everybody in Atlanta. Thank you, guys, here in the studio. Awesome.